Hi everyone, this is Hannah. I just wanted to quickly say I know Dancing's closed, but when we recorded this podcast, it was currently open. So feel free to check it out. Otherwise, go on to the next episode. Thank you so much for your support. We'll see you soon. Bye. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're back here. We are back. Can you believe it? It's episode three. I know already. It's insane how quickly these weeks come around to us (laughs) filming and talking about so many different shows. We've already seen so many. We've seen a lot. We have. We usually do. We always do. Yeah. It's a given. (laughs) But can I, before we go on about musicals, can we talk about the weather right now? Leslie, it's insane. Sorry. I don't, Sorry. I don't. I don't. But back to the weather. Yeah, okay? it's really hot. It is extremely it's hot. very humid. To the point where I walk out with wet hair, okay, <laughs> maybe to throw the trash away. And I come back in and if anyone knows Friends, the TV show, because mm. I'm obsessed with that, <laughs> there is an episode where Monica Geller goes to the Bahamas, I think. Mm-hmm. And she walks out and comes back in and her hair is just like, uh, yeah, so like this, like mine, maybe. Yeah, like yours, but exploded. Okay. Mine's not exploded, thankfully. No, but that's how your hair sits, mm-hmm. as my hair does not sit like So you that. get a little bit, little bit puffy? Puffy? Frizzy? Oh, if you take a balloon and put it over your head, <laughs> my, my hair does a full 360 afro. Yeah. I'd love to see that, honestly. Invite me over next time. I will. No, come to the show like that. I think I think the audience would love to see that. Honestly, I would do it. I don't have to try that hard. I'd just walk out to the show. <laughs> but the weather, it is so humid. I thought coming from Australia to here, I was like, it's fine. Surprise. Welcome to New York community. It's great. It's disgusting. It's lovely. It's My hair loves it. That's great for your hair. I'm joking. It's horrible for my hair. My hair does not. It's disgusting. Thank goodness some people only have to listen to us. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So we mentioned last week. Yes, we did. We gave a hint as to what we're saying. As to what we were saying. The main hint was Chicago. Yes. All about Chicago. All about that jazz classic. Which we will see eventually. Yes, we've seen it once before, and I'm curious to see what next they'll do with the stunt casting, but not yet. Yeah, we'll see it again. I mean, Olivia Holt is now, as we're recording this, Olivia Holt is now Roxy in oh, Chicago. We gotta see that. She looks a little young to be on stage <laughs> in Chicago. In Rox- as Roxy? Yeah. Yeah, Roxy's not a, she's not a young chicken, no. She's not, no. actually. Now I think about it, it's a good point. They'd have to put makeup on. You know how people put makeup on themselves to look younger? Yeah. I attempt. <laughs> okay. You don't need to. You're still young. <sighs> oh, my God. We wake up in the morning and it's a different story. You know <laughs> that new filter that's going viral where they... The bold glamour? Is well, that what no, the filter where they, like... Got, they have oh, a photo yeah, and it scans over and yeah. it's your old looking version. Yeah. There's some people that are very attractive, aka the Jonas Brothers, which I'm still annoyed that <laughs> you didn't get to see. I didn't get to take. <laughs> never gonna. But let me tell you, 
I got tickets to Yankee show. You'll live out your dream of seeing the Jonas Brothers. Oh, I'm going to see it multiple times, hopefully, <laughs> if they go on tour. But they need to come back to Broadway. But I saw their, their like, photo, and it was great. It was They still looked attractive as ever. <laughs> they can play on Broadway in, like, like 50 years' time. Mm-hmm. I'd still go with I'm my sure many, stuff. many people would. I think I think it's, like, kind of an interesting idea to, like, have concerts on Broadway. Like, I think so I see too. it happening a lot more. I Especially think- as, like, shows transition. Yeah, that's very true. That's a good idea. Could you imagine if Taylor Swift did it on Broadway? <laughs> It'd be insane. I'd stay away from that street. She would have to have a residency on Broadway. Ah, I guess she could. Yeah, I mean, so many people would come. I mean, I met... I feel like there's a big, like, like uh, <laughs> intersection between, like, Broadway fans and Taylor Swift fans. Like, for my time in line yeah. of, like, seeing different shows, I can guarantee you it would be... I think it actually would be a good venue for her because so many people that like Broadway like Taylor. So. Yeah. I don't know. What other music? I mean, they've had Bruce Springsteen. That was interesting. I mean, I'm a classic Bruce Springsteen fan. I know I don't look it, but I <laughs> You am, don't. I am. Yeah, wear your overalls, no? Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll might bring them out in a couple of episodes to come. Uh, oh, God. But I'm trying to think of what would be another music artist that you'd like to see on Broadway. <sighs> I don't know. That's a hard one. Like, who's got the spectacle to do that? Do and wouldn't it be insane? To provide thinking music while you think. <laughs> do, 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 I feel like do, I'm better at the doing thinking music. I don't know. I think people were talking about, like, no, that was about maybe, like, Beyonce. But that'd be insane. The I tickets like, would be way super expensive. Yeah, I feel like Beyonce is more Vegas. Eh. But I feel like she kind of changes her look all the time. I wouldn't be surprised if she tailored something to that it would work on Broadway. Maybe. Maybe. I just, I, I can't think. Well, I, my thing is the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> You're still and stuck on that. I'm still stuck <laughs> on that. Until you see them on Broadway, that's all you'll be thinking about. Oh, yeah. No other artist will matter. If I ever meet them, I'm going to say, come to Broadway. <laughs> Actually, another artist that I'd love to see would be Selena Gomez. Yeah. Because she has such an array of music. Mm-hmm. And I feel like her intimate concerts are so nice. And I, I didn't know she had intimate concerts. Well, when she, like, started out, okay, you know, not smaller, yeah. smaller concerts, they were very nice compared to stadiums. Or Ed Sheeran. That would be the I other I feel one. like also Ariana Grande, I think, could work. Yeah. It's a lot of, like I said, intersection. I'm trying to think of, like, all the artists that, like, Broadway people love. Yeah, definitely Ariana Grande. Yeah. Well, she's doing, she's filming Wicked at the moment. Yeah. So she'd be perfect. Oh, I'm so excited for that movie. Oh, we kind of wait. I know. It's going to be a while. That's but okay. Cynthia Ervo's in it. Um, Anthony. <clears throat> how could I forget? Anthony. Yes, that'll be fun. Do I, I, I have need you, to say I, what, one word? Anthony. Yeah, it is Jonathan Bailey, but. But I saw, like, the initial, um, like, set photos yeah. for, like, Munchkinland. It's so colorful. I'm really excited. It looks it looks good. It looks right. It's, like, this the right sort of, like, look. For oh, the that's movie. good. I'm glad that they're taking their time, though. I know it's a long time. But I'm glad they're taking their time because Wicked is such a Broadway treasure. Yeah, it is. It's very in particular. And they need to do it right because otherwise we're going to get a film of cats. Don't mention that. We don't talk about cats. I know. We don't talk about cats here. I love James Corden. I, and, you know, Taylor Swift. <laughs> James and, Corden should not be in any movie musicals. Ever. But it Ever. was it was not a good Ever. Not although a good although thing. although I did I did I was talking to someone again while waiting in line and they're like they love cats unironically but they were like 
on some things while watching it. So that was an experience. I can see that working. Yeah. I just think, yeah. It's just, they've got to take their time. They've got to do it well. But uh, Wicked will be good. I'm putting that into the atmosphere. I need it to be good. Um, I'm really hoping for Cynthia. I hope she really like pulls it through and like does well. I think she will. I think she'll, she'll be amazing. Her voice is insane. Yeah. And I feel like Ariana Grande will also do a good job. And this is going back to my childhood. But when I think of Glinda, I'm like, she might pull out the cat voice from Victorious. Ooh. I'm not sure how I feel about that one. But like an adult version of cat. Yeah. Because usually Glinda like speaks in a higher Mm -hmm. range. Mm -hmm. And so it will be very interesting to see what her voice is going to be. We'll find out. We'll find out. I think she. I think she'll. I think she'll be good. I think she's a great singing voice, like actually and truly. So it, she's not like one of those like pop stars who just doesn't have a good voice, but yeah. she does. So yeah, for sure. And she, you know, she started off on Broadway. Mm-hmm. That was her first passion, and she started off in Thirteen, the musical. Yeah. So it's like a return from to returning home. Yeah, that's kind of sweet. Full circle. Really wholesome. Exactly. Yeah. But I can't wait. I hope they put Christian Chenoweth in. Or like their- some sort of like just, just cameo somehow. Yeah. If or they are, I mean, they're keeping it a good secret. It's a good secret that they're keeping. And I want them to keep it secret. I want to be pleasantly surprised when I see them both. Yes. Because they they've got to put Adina Mazzella in. They have to. And I feel like those two would love to be part of that production. I mean, listen, okay. Adina was in like the Amazon original, like Cinderella. Yeah. I think she can, she can, she better do Wicked. Yeah. I'm sorry. At that rate, you, you better do Wicked. You need to make up for that movie. That is true. There have been a lot of bad Cinderella movies. Yes. Or musicals, which we might or might not get into yeah. in a couple of episodes to come. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think it's it's going to be incredible Wicked. But it'll be interesting to see who else they bring back to Broadway. Because I think the Jonas Brothers have started a trend mm-hmm. with having being, like, pop stars – and bringing it to Broadway. I think so. Because they had their first, like, part of the act. Their first act was all their, they were highlighting a certain album, and then they'd have, like, the second act. And I feel like music artists could work with that frame. Mm -hmm. And they'd sell out shows like There's No Tomorrow. I feel like, especially if they're, like, theaters that were, like, having low sale rates previously, I feel like it's a good way to recruit pretty quickly. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. But should we get into today's episode and what we're talking about? Yes, we should. Okay. <laughs> Chatty Kathy's over here. <laughs> the show we went to see is Danton. Bob Fosse's Danton. It's the revival. It's a classic. Yes. So it was originally put on Broadway in 1978. And it's sort of a dance review, like anthology of just like different skits. There's no book to really speak of like there's not, not a plot oh there's not a plot oh, a musical. that is what i hated <laughs> well we'll get into that yes but it's bob fossey's dancing so for people who don't know who bob fossey is he was a very um he was an actor choreographer director very active in the 60s and 70s yeah and has you know done a lot of movies that a lot of people know of um there's like sweet charity chicago uh cabaret i think people would know chicago yeah and cabaret yeah <laughs> Whispers are saying it's coming to Broadway, so we might see that one. I would love. I would love that. And I, I was just saying, like, if if Danton lasts long enough, which we shall see, Cat and a Cabaret comes, then there'll be three Bob Fosse shows on at once. Oh, my Chicago. goodness. It's going to be more than Andrew Lloyd Webber. I know. Well, after 
Well, yeah, about, yeah. That's, that's, that's um, that might be that's, that's it. Might be due time. Might be due time for that one. That's true. <laughs> but in the cabaret, they had Eddie Renmay, who was in, oh. like, who's been in Fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. Beasts and where to find them. I didn't know that. Avid Harry that. Potter fan. <laughs> you know, you I know. I was what's very up. excited to <laughs> see him in that. But I'm looking forward to. Are you right there? Yeah. For those who aren't watching us, Leslie is got her head back, <laughs> laughing. I'm her sorry. You just you're the way you said. I'm an avid Harry Potter fan. Got me cackling. It's okay. Harry Potter fan. Do you Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> I could speak with the British accent. There it is. There we go. Yeah. I feel like as an Australian, I feel like you kind of have to like go between the lines. You you know your British British accent well. I'm sure. Oh, the number of times I've used British accents. I know. Just to mess with people. <laughs> and uh, and actually, they also listen to British. Like, they immediately – like, Americans, I think, are used to Australian accents because mm-hmm. they're so, like, just like the nerve, intrigued. The oh, nerve thing. Oh, yes, the nerve. <laughs> but I think British sometimes, like, Americans will listen. So sometimes if I need to get through a crowd, always got the British accent. Oh, yeah, accent very – yeah, we're still scared. Scared you guys are going to come back and get us, so – don't worry, I will. <laughs> I think we take British accents to be very authoritarian because it's just like, oh, they're back. That's true. That's that is true. Deep, so deep an agent, if you're looking for an American and a British person <laughs> to star in your next film, we've got that yes, for you. We've got it. <laughs> got it right here. <laughs> okay. Back to dancing. Yes, we have to yeah, talk about this. Now. Yeah, we do. We do. do. We? <laughs> we do. Oh, God. That's why we're here. Do we have to? <laughs> yes, we do. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's a dance review. I feel like I kind of want to describe Bob Fosse's, like, dancing style, because it's just very, like, as soon as you see it, you know it. And it was very that the social, which I will give them that. Oh, yeah. Like, you could definitely tell it was him. I would say he's arguably one of the most famous choreographers on Broadway. I feel like he's very well-beloved, and I, which I understand. I think his, it's, what he does is just, was very different. It is very different, but especially at the time, it was very different. And I think yeah. what I appreciate about his style, it's, like, very exaggerated movements and i know that's most of like broadway choreography but it's like he like does weird stuff with like the wrists and the shoulders yeah. it's, it's all very like that like if you see some weird like ankle or wrist movements it's likely a bob Fosse move for sure there's a lot of extensions that dancers use yeah. with their body to make it a bob Fosse dance move how did we find the whole experience because it is definitely something different it is and i feel like again we have to preface this whole entire show with that it's not a musical it doesn't have a plot and they're they're well aware of this it doesn't market itself as anything different but of course being on broadway i think most people would assume there's some sort of plot that's going to happen there really isn't it's literally just like think different skits where dancing is the main the main thing yeah i almost would describe it as the Saturday Night Live of dancing. Yeah. I think that's actually pretty accurate. Because you're right, there are multiple, like, skits. And you can sort of tell us that there is a story within the particular dance yes. section. It's it's there's it's leading you along somewhat to somewhere. Oh, I didn't understand half I, the thing. I know. That was, that was the kind of problem I had with it, too. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it, it could just be sort of, I don't want to say, like, a bias from me of just like, I really, I love Broadway musicals and I'm very invested in like, I think the, what I like about any story really is like the character development. Right. And like the dialogue and that, this doesn't have that, which is okay, but it's just different from Broadway, like the sort of typical Broadway musical. 
Yes, so, I agree. And I mean, I'm all for like different forms of cultural expression. Like I go to operas, like I love the ballet. I feel like this doesn't quite fit what I would think of as like Broadway, Broadway. Um, oh no. I, think, I thought it would be more off Broadway. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And that that's no, and we're going to get into the dancers were incredible, oh, but I think yeah. just it's sort of form is not what I think most people are expecting for Broadway. Yes. Um, and I also think that it would have been better served if it was, it was just only focused on the dancing. Um, Cause I just don't think the, they somewhat like allude to a story there's some dialogue they have like a bob fossey like you know um like his voiceover comes on which yeah. is a cool cool touch but i just feel like the story it either was like not enough or like just a little bit too much to the point of being weird like i didn't understand the context which i, I think is better if there's no dialogue to begin with and you kind of just like a ballet the ballet has no dialogue it leads you to weird places through dance but that's what you love about it yeah Absolutely. I think the interesting thing in going back to like the point that it should be off Broadway and it's not like any poor reflection on the show. It's just, there's some shows that are meant to be off Broadway, like little shop of horrors. Yeah. Which is an amazing show. It's an incredible show. Now, if little shop of horrors was on Broadway, would it be as successful? Probably Probably not. not. So I think this particular show would be so much more successful I think so. if it was off-Broadway. Yeah. And going back to the point that there wasn't a plot, if people are looking for a show to go to, you need to – with some shows you can go in blind yeah, and be like, this is exciting. For example, Parade. Yeah. We know that Ben Platt's in it, who was in Dear Over Hansen. Right. Which as it's actually kind of funny. It's in the same – Evan Hansen was in the same theater as – Bob Fosse, which is a music box theater. Yeah. But you need to know that this is not the show for you. If you are looking for a show that has a story, yeah. that has character development, and that has more singing. Yeah. Because just from an objective point of view, it the show doesn't have that. It had some singing moments. Were they great? I don't think they were Broadway quality. No. I, they were not bad singers by any means. No. Um, but I just, I, it's not what you think of when you think of Broadway yeah. singing. Their so. dancing definitely showed through. Yes, which we'll get into. Like, this is, we're, le- we're we're talking about things we didn't like quite soon, but there were things that we did like, which was the dancing, which is oh. what it's meant to do, what it should be doing solely. Yeah. For a show to show off, I don't think there is another show that's being created that shows off the incredible ability of dancers yes, within I, Broadway. I completely agree. I feel like, and this kind of goes into a little bit of the history of the show where Bob Fosse saw a chorus line, which is like the whole story is about like the chorus line of dancers and their stage process and just getting the, the part. Um, and he was influenced by that and really wanted to make like a sort of a true spectacle of dance, which is what this is. So chorus line was a musical and there were songs. He didn't feel like there was enough dancing. Ergo, we have dancing. Yeah, 100% agree with why bob fossey decided to do it we're gonna say this throughout the entire show the dancers were incredible the amount of physical activity that those dancers bodies have to go through Mm -hmm. is insane it was i really love them and there were quite a few standouts to me oh absolutely we'll get into but i I just feel like when i think of like acting or seeing I think the best actors or best singers have a sort of like character or quality to them that make them distinctive. I feel like the dancers 
in this show were distinctive in their styles. Even though they're all doing Bob Fosse styles. Yeah. Like they have their own like twist. Twist to it. And not yeah. something that makes them stand out to the point where it's like you're not one cohesive unit when you need to be. But I, I could I would recognize dancers I'm like, yep, okay. The same guy from this thing. From this from, it was they were quite good. I agree. There are a lot of dancers that did stand out, but there was one in particular that stood out most. Okay. Tell and me I who. would say that it was probably the lead, which was the main guy that came out on stage in initially to introduce the whole show. His name is Manuel Herrera. Okay, but side note, when yes. it first opened, you cracked me up because Manuel Herrera, the, like the sort of one of the main people, I would say, or yeah, one of the dancers definitely. that we really loved, comes out, starts to show like, there will be no plot. Um, this is not a musical. And according to the CDC or something like that. Oh, when he said that, I was like, that's it. Oh, crap. It's, it's closing. It's over. <laughs> we need to leave. <laughs> like, technical difficulties or something. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, we know it's over. And then the show starts like, no, Hannah. It's just telling us that there's not going to be a plot. <laughs> Which I thought was quite <laughs> oh clever. God, but so it definitely. Great start, honestly. Oh, absolutely. I think everyone needed to be in good spirits in order for them to get into the yeah. show. Because it is very different. But. How would you label Bob Fosse's dancing? Because it's definitely not classic. No, I feel like it's, it's, I guess, expressive. I think with something I would say. Contemporary. Contemporary, yeah. I think that's Chicago. It. <laughs> I'm really describing it. It's like what, happen, what happens to be in. But yeah, I think it's that. Yeah, for sure. But It's good. Like the dancers are fantastic. And I mean, let's face it, it's a revival. Yeah, it is. So they have to make sure that even if they're performing the same dance numbers as the previous time it has to be slightly different yeah just to just to keep the audiences like yeah entranced Um, so yeah this revival they do a lot of the same like numbers but they actually add in a couple numbers that were taken out of the original so that was an interesting touch um and i think some of what i the parts that i love that were sort of like acting in like actual dialogue is when they included like numbers from other bob fossey like movies or, or you know shows um, I think one of the standouts for me was like Springtime Chicken with like Oh Colton yeah, Krause. they were amazing. They I, were. Oh my god, the corset, <laughs> the boots, just like so like the spectacle that I want. Yes, in Broadway that was like my favorite part. I agree. And their voice was like, okay, okay, we can do this. I could work with yeah, this. Yeah, I could work with that. I must admit. As a lady, I can't walk in hills to save my life. <laughs> I yeah, living vicariously through them. I was like, okay, you you got this. The dancers are used to dancing in hills, yeah. but the guys also had to dance in hills yes, at one did. point yes, too. And I was like, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> like I'm forever going to be walking in flats. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of painful to watch um, or to think about doing that. So kudos again, why the dancers were also amazing. Another touch. Yeah, they were incredible i definitely did like can we i know we're jumping forward but can we talk about the curtain call very quickly oh my god i think that was i mean this is going to sound a little bit like shade um but i think that was the best part not because it was over but because the way that it was done yes i think is like quite in the sort of spirit of the entire show where it literally shows off each dancer yeah and that's its point yeah i love it so you can get into like what it actually well what happens at the curtain call is usually everyone comes out everyone takes a bow the leads have you know, their spotlight moment, they come out, they yeah. take a bow. Whereas this time around, they came out individually. So they had solo performances. Mm-hmm. And their names were like in the sort of screen behind, like in big lights. Yeah. Like like they were the, the, the showstopper. Yeah. And so we knew who they were. 
but it was just so nice to highlight each individual dancer because there were only probably maybe like four dancers that actually got to perform solos yes that's true whereas the rest were in the company were in the company they were in the ensemble so it was nice for each of them to come out dance and do their little solo and i'm sure every night it's slightly different Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. they might do a turn different or if they're it's just incredible to see that they are able to be highlighted despite their role within the show and i think that's kind of what they deserve especially a show of this again bob fossey's intention was like okay we're gonna highlight the dancers yeah because they really do make a show i mean yeah great dancers you remember them Oh, do. so I, I, I completely applaud like the intention of the show. I think it's a great thing to do. I think it's also an amazing thing. Hi- I want to see more of that, honestly, that curtain call type. Yeah. It's like highlighting each person because even though people might not be like the top star, there are a lot of shows where like the sort of minor character supporting character is the most memorable. So, oh, yeah. There are times when like that's their starting thing. That's what they start with on Broadway and you just keep seeing them. I want to start. I want shows to start like really applauding like all of their cast. Yeah. Because you're probably going to see them in other things. It's not just the two, like the main actor or main actress. It's like, you're yeah. going to see these people more. I want to remember their names. Yeah. So. And sometimes they're actually funnier than the lead. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good to see. And at the end of the day, you know, the majority of the people in the ensemble are either, they're either in the ensemble or they're swings. Yeah. And so the swings are usually the understudies for the leads mm-hmm. and they never get highlighted. And it's really nice that they're able to do this curtain call this way where despite whether they're a swing or they're doing an understudy role, they still get highlighted. Yes, they do. So oh, That was nice. I really did like that. I liked that too. Yeah. I think, yeah, did you have any other standouts? I think we kind of we spoke about two, two of mine, like yeah. Manuel and then Colton. I have another one. Okay. Is... You're probably reading my mind at this point. <laughs> I think we got to agree on, on the great ones. I think another one, um, Maddie Love, like she, she was like the sort of blonde with like a sort of bob. Yes. She was great. She is a great example. Great. Sorry to interrupt yeah, you, no, but no. she was a great example of being in the ensemble. Yes. But my eye went to, was, her. went to her. It really did. I think one of I think one of one of my favorite numbers is like they're sort of doing this. It's like a zooming in on the map of New York in the background, and there's like three dancers, just two men and a woman, like yes. in the middle. And I think it's something that's very um, reminiscent of Bob Fosse's style of just like I think he does duets. Like the idea of a duet is very interesting with him. Yeah, so it's not just it's never just two people dancing. If it is, it's like it's a woman and a woman. Um, yeah. but he'll have like three people dancing together, and it's actually very very entrancing and this was one of them where it's like two men and one woman she's in the middle and they're just like moving as one unit and it it was just like okay this i really liked that they're just moving across across like um front front stage yeah yeah so that was i loved her in that one i think even when she wasn't highlighted in the dances you still saw her stand out yeah which was great i loved that and so i think the most interesting scene I would say was probably the first song and dance that they did mm-hmm. where it was definitely very Chicago style. Yeah, they yeah. had the two ladders on each side of the stage and they had two singers both on their respective ladders singing and then you had the dancers. Mm-hmm. And it was just a simple backdrop mm-hmm. with no other props except those ladders that was probably one of the best 
dance. Yeah, I, I really like that one too. Um, I think uh, to talk about sort of the stage, it was very, I think a minimal is one way to describe it when yeah. compared to other sort of musicals. Again, it's not quite like the spectacle of other things. I think what was it? You said it was like very kind of like Rent. It was where it's definitely like rent. metal scaffolding and it kind of moves and like opens up the stage when necessary. You can move them aside. Um, but yeah, I think it was very dynamic for what it was needed for. Again, it wasn't like sort of the spectacle, but I think it worked when it's like, it's, you know, anthology, you're not following. It's not like the same set. You don't have the same set pieces. It's just like, it's a, a, a foundation. Yeah. They did use, speaking of the stage itself, the use of lighting mm-hmm. was so well done. Mm-hmm. Just like, it didn't matter whether it's like a, they used a colored light or whether it was just a white light. Just the use of light on the stage mm-hmm. also told the story without telling the story. At I, the same think, time. I think like the sort of spotlight moments were interesting. I think like one of the earlier um, opening numbers is like the Bojangles number, yeah. which is like, again, um, alluding to the fact that like Bojangles, which is like a very famous and well-known dancer um, before Bob Fosse's time, like influenced Bob Fosse and like people kind of talked about like how Bob Fosse was like emulating his style. Um, but it's like a sort of spotlight on a dancer that's supposed to be Bojangles. And then, like, Bob Fosse next to him, like, kind of imitating it. Um, I thought that was interesting. I feel like also the sort of graphics in the background when it comes to lighting. I feel like some of it worked for me and some of it didn't. I feel like the sort of more, like, the the number, again, with the three of them and the zooming into New York. I feel like that worked. That was brilliant. I like that one. But there are others where it's kind of just, like, flashing light. It was, like, a little, there were moments where it got way more abstract and moments where it was very literal. Um, Yeah. It had a place and a time, quite literally. I agree. Um, I feel like... There are, there are benefits to both, like, pros and cons to both. But I think the lighting, definitely, like, they used a screen for every single number, um, especially when you don't have much of a set. That's kind of what they did. Yeah, but let's also talk about that because I didn't realize how small the stage was. Yeah, it was pretty small. It was Which is, again, surprising because Evan Hansen was in there. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, dear Evan Hansen made the stage look big. Yeah. Whereas this stage, like... It was very small. I felt like I could just lie down on it and i <laughs> spared the width of the stage it was very tidy yeah but i mean the dancers made it work but it was just very interesting like you said with the scaffolding very rent style mm-hmm. so if you're looking for a show that you have no idea what to pick but you're loving chicago rent yes. vibes yeah Go definitely pick dance or you're generally if you're just very interested in, in dancing i think there are different ways of seeing that within the city but this is like the sort of one way to like it's the focus on broadway is just yeah watching choreography i agree so we've already spoken about the stage itself yes but we need to quickly talk about the theater because yeah. i feel like the theater has so much history it does but as i've mentioned before you know most shows have an intermission mm-hmm. but during that intermission People don't use it to talk to one another. People don't use it to, <laughs> no, they don't. to you know, get drinks or yeah. go get merch. T- tell me what they use that intermission for, Hannah. The bathroom. <laughs> Let me tell you, ladies. I check out every single ladies' bathroom. Yes. Because that'd be awkward if I checked out the men's too. Mm-hmm. But I want to see what it looks like because some theaters, they have five stalls, which means... There's no way on this planet are you going yeah, no, to you gotta run, You run or you hold it. That's yeah. Those are your only options. <laughs> but there are some bathrooms 
in the theaters, like this one, for yeah. instance, where there's so many to go around. But also, like, there were two bathrooms. And I'm sorry, like, if you got to understand, most theaters only have one. Yeah. So this is actually a big thing for a theater to have two. Yeah. One more options. Um, so there's one on, like, the first level and then the second level. Yes. Um, and the orchestra is on the second level. There's also, can I add, a bubbler as well. What's, what's a bubbler? A water fountain. I'm sorry, you you're going to you have to translate. I have no idea what that is. Okay. That, 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 if you would have asked me to guess what that was, I would have thought, like, a water gun. Or, like, one of those bubble machines where you, like, shoot a gun and the bubbles come out. That's a bubbler. A bubbler is a <laughs> water fountain. Water. That's why you're from Long Island. Water. <laughs> But the bathrooms were very nice and clean. Mm-hmm. There weren't a lot of stalls in each section, mm-hmm. but there were enough so if you were in balcony, you could run down to level two. Mm-hmm. Or if you were on the orchestra level, you could run down. So yeah. it was separated, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but just keep in mind, if you're going to this particular theatre at the music box, you need to pick your level yeah know what you're going to it it. (laughs) know what you're doing yeah yeah um so also just a little more information uh the coat rack um the coat room the merchandise and then the like like store to stall yeah and the bar are all on level one which is like where bathrooms are as well um and the merchandise was about like 10 to 40 dollars there was like a book there i think that was like 40 dollars yeah it wasn't too bad not too bad which I would I would expect. This isn't like one of the most known shows where you can like charge top dollar for merchandise. Yes, I so. agree. Yeah, but it was interesting. The batch was quite nice. Yeah. Did we get any? No, but we're on a budget here. Okay, but <laughs> but to be perfect- <laughs> we had to see more shows or we get merchandise at a show. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but to be perfectly honest, the playbill itself is a huge piece of merchandise yeah. in my eyes. Yeah, it is. I mean, I got mine. Um, but yeah, just keep that in mind when you come to this theater. The security line is very short mm-hmm. in terms of getting in. It's a short, it's a small theater, so there's not a lot of room for you to stand around and talk to people before you enter the theater. So just keep in mind having your tickets ready is a great way to make sure that the transition from getting from outside to inside mm-hmm. into the theater goes smoothly the the ushers love it when you have your tickets out and it just makes it easier process all right can i have a question for you i'm really curious i mean we're talking about dancing yeah it was called dancing yes now i really want to know what's like the best choreo you've seen in all the shows you've seen on broadway oh that's tough that's a tough one not options well here's the thing Okay. okay. What are we talking? Are we talking tap? Are we talking anything? You choose. Music? You gotta choose one. Go. This is tough. Okay. I gotta, I gotta. You can use. You can say multiple. I got. Okay. Good. Great. Tap would definitely be sub like it hot. Mm, 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 mm. Dancing. I would have to say kinky boots. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, okay, it's wild card. Okay. It's just a wild card. I'll throw I'm it in there. It's so hard. <laughs> oh. You said one of mine, so. Which one? Some, some Like It Hot. hot which yeah. I feel like arguably could win. If this does not win Best Choreo for Tony, I think Some Like It Hot is the only other oh, contender. Oh, it, it to be better. Frank. Yeah. To be frank, I feel like that's the only one that has dancing. Otherwise, like real dancing. I agree. It's incredible what they did with the top dancing in Some Like It Hot. And I feel like it's, it's very old Broadway, which we all yeah. love. 
you know, we all want a little taste of what it was like when like Broadway was at its height. So it does that pre-COVID. Well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> try a little bit earlier than that. Oh, okay, bit. gotcha. <laughs> I'll try. It's so difficult to say, but definitely sub like it hot, kinky boots, but also, and I know this is simple dancing, but it was so effective. I would say Jersey Boys. Oh, whoa. Okay. But maybe that's by inner, you know, boy band. No, but it, yeah, I was going to say very boy band. Okay. I, I kind of like that pick. I kind of do actually. Yeah. Because it's, it, I mean, it does what it, it serves its purpose. Yeah. But okay. I would say one more show that I don't think, I don't believe it actually made it to Broadway though. Okay. So can I say it? Yes, you can. Strictly Ballroom. Oh. Which supporting the Australian movie industry course, right to, here have to represent for the aussies right but strictly ballroom was directed by baz Luhrmann. Mm-hmm. essentially about ballroom dancing <laughs> i know it's a shock I should to hope me. strictly ballroom yes. no but, it's about salsa yeah <laughs> but it was it was originally a play a movie sorry and then it went to stage mm. and it was fantastic mm. a I definitely remember I was in school and I loved the musical so much that I made my computer screen mm-hmm. just a bunch of photos of the Strictly Ballroom and oh they God. were very interesting characters. <laughs> it was very similar character to, to the ones in Bad Cinderella. Mm. And one day I had to plug my computer into the main screen to mm. – show the class something <laughs> and i you revealed you were a broadway nerd yeah <laughs> and all of a sudden the my yeah, screensaver popped up and i was like everyone's laughing wow. I'm like what's going on it was that. new but definitely strictly board so those would be my favorite. okay what I about you that. okay so besides i'm like it hot yeah i actually said music man I feel oh, like, yeah, they wow, had a couple of like, out. Um, they had a couple like dance solos between like uh, Hugh and Sutton. Yes. I feel like the biggest like one was the library scene <gasps> where like all the kids oh, how are like, you know, doing flips and just like they're dancing around on top of like the library desk, like using books yeah. as props. I was impressed by that one. I feel like we, I saw it a couple times at the one time when I, when we were together and we were in orchestra and like yeah. seeing it from that view, it was just like seeing all the moving parts. I thought that was a great one. I love the choreo and music man. All right. Well, um, before we end the show. Oh, we're ending the show now? We're pretty soon. We're almost oh, there. Oh I my know. God. Sad. Let's watch the next one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about some fun facts, which actually were cool. Okay. About the show and about Bob Fosse. So we kind of talked about like his sort of style of like the sort of, the wrist and then sort of turning the knees and like a lot of like sort of joint movements there's also a lot of hat moments like the big one of the big numbers in the show like yeah. they're all in the same like suit and hat and that actually comes from like the sort of like insecurities that bob Fosse himself had about his own dancing so he used a lot of hats because he was balding at i was gonna time. say he was yeah. balding yeah, yeah, quite yeah. a lot so that's why he, there's a bunch of hats and all of his numbers he had like naturally rounded shoulders that yeah. he was a little bit like uncomfortable with so he like incorporated shoulder movement oh. into all of his dances and also the last thing is the sort of turning the knees which is like you see that in all of his shows oh every um, single it was dance he wasn't he didn't know how to do like what the ballet move called like a turnout is where you both of your your sort of ankles like this sort of turn out yeah like that they can't see your feet though but look it up he didn't really know how to do that so he's like let me just do the opposite and do the turn to knee so i thought that was really cool using what you're sort of insecure about or what you're sort of lacking in talent and using it to your advantage i thought that was awesome revival musicals are probably the most interesting i think so because you can see how what their sort of take is 
and you can see how like sometimes like it, it changes a little bit to sort of fit the sort of zeitgeist of the time yeah um so which i think is interesting um it sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but i think it's also just a moment to realize like like I think it, it makes me hopeful for Broadway because, of course, I would love to see more original Broadway. But, like, if you miss a show, if it's a great show, it'll come back. Like, yeah. I love that. So. Oh, yes. That's what's the great thing about Broadway is that there's so many theaters around. Yeah. And they're constantly changing. I yeah. mean, we've spoken about this before. Things don't last on Broadway. Yeah, they don't. Which so you don't take them for granted, I would say. It's like they're ephemeral in a way. I, I agree. And, I mean, a perfect example, and when this comes out, you know, the show would have already closed, but it's Phantom. Yeah. Which, that's funny that we're talking about closing shows and Phantom and everything, <laughs> because is it the next episode? I think we talk about Phantom, uh, right? Yeah, we do. I made sure I was going to see that. I never saw it, and I was like, oh, this cannot stand. We're going to see it. And we did. Well, so. we actually did stand, which well, we'll, we'll get into. We'll get into. <laughs> but We did stand for it in a way. Exactly. <laughs> but next week... It's very exciting. It's Andrew Lloyd Webber week. Yep. We'll discuss Phantom of the Opera, but then another musical as well, written by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. Which we've already alluded to, so. I'm sure you guessed it by now. Let us know in the comments below. Unfortunately. What the next, what, what show is going to be <laughs> in the Andrew Lloyd Webber week. Thank you so much, guys, for watching, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.